Hey guys, something that we are excited to tell you about is a company that is taking wine to the next level. If you've been at a restaurant or grocery store trying to pick out a bottle of wine but had no idea where to start, like me, or you're just looking for a unique event for your friends, family, or coworkers, In Good Taste is a new type of winery that can help you do both. Their many wine bottle tasting flights help people with varying degrees of wine knowledge learn more about wine. In Good Taste provides tasting flights and complimentary virtual tasting over Zoom. The tastings create a safe space for novices and pros to ask questions about the wine, the regions, food pairings, etc. Unlike the traditional lecturing at most wineries, In Good Taste provides a fun event with trivia and quirky food pairings like which wine pairs best with Crunchwrap Supremes. Each mini bottle is one glass of wine, so you're getting two full bottles of wine, but in a variety for just $65. This lets you learn more while committing to less. So this Sunday is Mother's Day. This is a really big day that the three of us typically wait to the last minute to actually <laughs> last second <laughs> to actually make sure we show our appreciation, but the appreciation is real for the mothers out there, our own mothers and our wives that are mothers. So we had this idea that instead of us just saying how how thankful we are for everything that they do, how hard their job is, that we could never do it. We want to give you guys the opportunity to get to know them and hear from them on what it's like being a mother these days. And uh, I really hope you enjoy getting to know Tiffany and Tiffany. Unfortunately, uh, Whitney, Ben's wife, was not able to make it, uh, which I'm, I really wish I yes. would, wish she was able to, man, because cause her perspective – uh, is so different than Tiffany and Tiffany. And and I think Tiffany and Tiffany could have learned a lot from Whitney pretty much. Is what I'm <laughs> but we'll, we'll let them do another one. Yeah. yeah. But today's episode uh, is with Tiffany Woodson and Tiffany Klutz as they talk through motherhood, currently their experiences, being a spouse. Uh, I So I hope you guys really enjoy it. Uh, I know we did just hearing it. Yeah. And Again, I want to reinforce how grateful yeah. we are for those women. Yeah, and they mean they mean so much. And and um, you know, I wish Wit was on the show, but you know, it, you know, evidently she couldn't make it. But when you talk about these two mm-hmm. and their dynamic, as far as the Tiffany's concerns, they're really good friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, they feed off of one another, but they're so and, different and too. They're so different. My my wife is she's a business owner. She's you know professional and she's working every day and trying to be a mother at the same time and tiffany klutz is a go-getter you know not only is she an entrepreneur has an entrepreneur spirit she carried your ass that's 100 all those years and has four kids mm-hmm. to yeah. deal with at the same time so it's uh you know two different dynamics but at the same time they're just two beautiful people mm-hmm. um that get, would give you give it you know give you anything off their back and they do it every day yeah well you, you talk about their personalities are different their routes to being mothers are different yeah and what you're going to find out in this episode is it wasn't always easy mm-hmm. the path to motherhood and their their perspectives were different on their thoughts of becoming a mother so whether you're a mom and you listen to this or you uh you're you're a guy out there and you have a wife or a mother like anybody can enjoy this episode and it, i thought it was really cool to listen to their perspective and get their insights. So we hope you guys enjoy it. Happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there. We love you. You guys are awesome. Enjoy the episode. We are so excited to be here today to get to talk about our journeys of motherhood and our lives are very different in both of those journeys, and I am Tyler's Tiffany. I'm Darren's Tiffany. Um, but <laughs> I think we have to actually clarify that. So uh, there's a conundrum in our lives. It's the Tiffany's, and um, it's a constant kind of comedy at this point between For the sure. two of us. 
I would definitely say it's comedic. Like, mm-hmm. we actually get, like, a kick out of it. But everybody thinks we're the same person, and we kind of are. I mean, technically, we're both Italian. We're both brunette. We're both from Northern California. We're both Tiffany. We're both <laughs> Tiffany. I think that's the most confusing, obviously. Our husbands both played football. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everybody thinks we're the same person. So when we go to events, they're like, oh, I loved seeing you, your son and Darren together. Or they're like, oh, my gosh, what's it like to be a mom of four kids? And at this point now, we're just kind of, like, rolling with it. We used to correct it. I feel like we used to be like, well, I'm I'm actually Tyler's Tiffany. And now it's almost just like, sure, I'll be Darren's Tiffany today. You're Tyler's Tiffany. Like, <laughs> because sometimes you could even clarify it, and they look at you like, I'm so, so confused. confused. And then it's not even worth getting yeah. in. So now we just, we go with it. Yeah, I agree. It's, you know. We wanted to introduce ourselves so that hopefully you guys could tell our voices apart because we kind of even sound the same, I think. But I would love to sound like you versus sounding like me. But you know. I want to live in the life of Tiff for the day. <laughs> Tiffany Klutz, that is. Uh, so, Tiffany, I know that your journey has been not as easy maybe as some people's. And I think that both of ours is so different. And I think that whatever you're comfortable sharing, if you want to kind of just start us off and what your journeys kind of looked like. I had to have like a giant cup of coffee before this, <laughs> just because if you guys know me, I run on caffeine. Um, I don't know how Tiffany Klutz doesn't run on 10 I cups. Do. I have a cup in the morning of coffee. Only one. Only one. I know. I, the problem is you're healthier than I am. My cup of coffee consists of vanilla, some sugar, sometimes some half and half, some milk. So if I have more than a few cups of coffee, I'd rather a bowl of ice cream. Let's just be real honest here. And mine consists of a shot of vodka and two (laughs) shots of espresso. So anyways, nobody knows what's in this cup. But Mm. um, so, yeah, we're kind of very different Um, but very similar. And I think that that's what makes this podcast so special because we can kind of talk about motherhood from totally different angles. Mm -hmm. The coolest thing is, I don't know if you guys know, me and Tiffany are actually like really good friends. Like I think one of the first people I connected most with, most with, um, in the Cowboys organization was Tiffany Klutz. So, which is super cool for me because, Um, that's a different circle, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the ladies are fantastic, but we, we really see eye to eye on a lot of things. And I think our core values are very similar. And so, um, but we lead totally different lives and, you know, um, I think we'll kind of be able to get into that a little bit, but, um, our journeys are very different. So, um, well, my, I love that. Don't you think? Because I think that, no, I don't want to hang out with a bunch of people like me. So it would be really boring. You know, I think that the thing that's special is because a lot of women um, can't really understand or maybe don't understand each other's circumstances and Mm -hmm. they look down upon each other for Mm -hmm. like being a working mom or not being a working mom Mm -hmm. or having four kids or having one kid, right? We're polar opposite in that. And so I think the one thing we've, we've always obviously respected each other and respected those, those things. So yes. That's kind of huge in that, I mean, girls are not all nasty, but come on, let's be real. Let's be real. There's a lot of judgment going on, so I just don't feel that with her. I think it's the Italian in us. We can't help but, like, (laughs) be one big happy family. But um, so uh, journey of being a mom. Um, I'll be honest. I don't think there was a point in my life where I ever felt like I want to be a mom, Mm -hmm. like, I didn't ever feel, uh, I was a babysitter often as a child. I was around kids all the time. Um, I had lots of cousins and, but I I knew I wanted kids because that's like the thing you're supposed to do. So Mm -hmm. it's like the next natural step, but I didn't ever yearn for that. Right. Um, I was actually not really probably great with other people's kids because I never felt connected to them. Um, and so you know, when I met Darren, I think that all changed because I finally found like that person that actually, it clicked. Like, this is why I now want to have a child because Mm -hmm. I want to see that person in 
my child. Yes. And I want to make like a good human in this world with that person. And so um, my journey probably began when we got married and instantly it just, I wanted a baby. And it was like, okay, here, I checked the list and I'm ready. And I was probably, Darren won't admit this, but he was like, we could have a kid before we're married. (laughs) It's, It's so funny to me because the commitment of a man who wants to have a child that's, I think, you know, a child is a lifelong mm. thing and marriage should be too, but being, having a child is a way bigger commitment to me than being married yeah. personally. Oh, so mm-hmm. Darren's like signing up, like we can have a kid, like year two dating. Let's just have a kid now. I'm like, no, I'm going to check the list. I'm going to go through the Now stages. before, I know you said your journey started with getting married to Darren, but Darren already had kids. So being someone that hadn't had that desire yet. Yeah. Was that a scary feeling to walk into someone that already had that? Um, that's an awesome question. And absolutely not. Because for me, it was probably the most special thing about Darren. And probably one of the biggest reasons I married him is because I saw him as a father. Mm. And I kind of feel like that's lucky insight yeah. because a lot of women and their husbands have issues in their marriage with children, right? Mm -hmm. So I already knew, I'm like, man, he does their laundry. He's, uh, (laughs) cooks their food. Like, you know, we're like, he's responsible for somebody else other than himself. Yeah. So that was a huge bonus for me. The kids for me, um, are a bonus family. And, you know, we've always been really close. Jaden was the youngest and like, he was for me, you know, an instant connection. Mm-hmm. He was so sweet, and um, I just felt like, okay, this is what family feels like, you know, super early because he was living at home, and I saw him the most of the kids. Yeah. We've all grown super close over time, and I just think that's a blessing to be able to have a bigger family, and then my son gets to have siblings automatically, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So um, that's pretty cool, and – I think for women who think that marrying a guy with kids is baggage, um, yeah, of course there's, like, truth to that, but it focus on the positives. Like, yeah. being a good dad is is a really huge accomplishment. Absolutely. So, which you know about. <laughs> but yes, true, true. But, okay, so you got the desire to have kids once you and Darren got married. Yes. And then was it an easy path? No, it wasn't easy. Um, We actually went through IVF, which was a really um, hard thing to go through. And I think um, probably most people know that about me. I'm very transparent. So I don't have problems talking about that. I'm Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we did IVF. Um, Thank God for science, right? Yes. So um, we just couldn't conceive naturally. So... We went directly to that stage, and which is super overwhelming as, like, uh, I was 27 at the time mm-hmm. and always thinking, oh, we're just going to have a kid. Like, no problem, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was really challenging, but also such a blessing. And, um, you know, the IVF process itself is kind of daunting. Mm-hmm. The medications, um, the hormones – and you're exhausted it's scheduled it's appointments after appointments it's a lot it's a lot it's something I um was on board with 100% because it was going to give me a child which did but um definitely I feel for the moms that go through that because that's you know and I'm I'm gonna be honest there's like when you're going when they tell you oh you can't have a child you know your mind just like starts to focus on uh, so many of the things like, well, this mom got to have a kid and she didn't Mm. even want to have a kid. Yeah. Or that girl got pregnant and she is fine with like not keeping the baby or, you know, I mean, so many things that go through your mind about like, how come I can't be, take the role. Can I take that off that woman's hands for her? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, or why do I have a desire if I can't have it? Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it's 
that was a really big struggle for me mentally that I had to overcome too because um, just going through the process without like being hypersensitized about everything else going on around me Mm -hmm. and like all my friends getting pregnant having kids thankfully right super easy for them um, for most of them but um, the we got pregnant once we lost the baby um and i it's interesting because you know you're you're sad obviously and it's it's the worst thing and you spend all this time and energy and then they tell you you're pregnant and you're so hopeful and then and then you have a miscarriage and that's obviously like a super hard thing to go through which is probably a whole podcast in itself right mhm but um I, I think of it in a sense like people say like rainbow babies, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I just think Judea was like who God chose uh, to be my kid. Yeah. Because if I hadn't had the miscarriage, then he wouldn't be my Here. son. I know. That isn't, that's what I feel like. I have walked along so many friends who that is their story. And it's so hard to grasp the thought of losing your child like the moment they are in you the moment you have conceived that is your precious miracle yeah and I think that the pain of that and then you have another one but that is the truth and that is I think what is to me so beautiful about how God orchestrates our story is because Judea was yeah part of your story and that was and if if you would have had your first one then you wouldn't have him. And that is like the hardest thing to swallow because you still are mourning the loss of a child and you will always mourn the loss of a child. But you also are so grateful that you got Judea. So it's like finding that. And I also know your pregnancy was really hard. Yep. Yep. So that's, you know, not easy either because it's like, okay, I've already been given a miscarriage and then now, you know, so it's just, yeah. Yes. No, it's so true. And, you know, you think about that after the child is born, like it's hard to not overcome the what ifs, right? Because yep. you always think, oh, what if Judea would have been the first embryo that they transferred? Oh gosh, I can't even think like That's that. That's like the weird thing. Yeah. So there's a whole different process you go through in the IVF thing. Um, I don't wish it upon anybody, but I do for all yeah. the moms that are so lucky to conceive children that way, right? So for me, the process was amazing and positive because of what came from it right yeah and our doctors were amazing so if anybody needs recommendations um (laughs) (laughs) I'm like shout out Dr. Barnett Um, no but really because some people it is it's hard finding that match kind of Dr. Barnett at Dallas IVF in Frisco he hooked it up um so challenging for sure um also, like, you don't care about the cost. You just want a child, like, yeah. you know. So, yes, my pregnancy was difficult because I actually contracted a virus when I was pregnant. And my entire pregnancy, they thought Judea could potentially be blind or deaf. Still can't believe that. It's Which called, is as far as, like... It's a basic virus. We Everybody usually gets it in preschool. If you've been to school, you've probably had it. They say, like, some odd percentage of... Um, children or people in their 40s, like up to 70% of people have had it. It's called CMV, cytomegalovirus, right? So um, people should really, I, I, after this happened to me, I'm like, I don't know how many people are aware of this, but I found that it's very few. And it's like the leading cause for blind and deaf children through um you know, in utero, right? So mm-hmm. firstborn, that's like the, I hadn't heard of it till you had shared it with me. So, you know, every other week we had scans and, you know, you go in and they're looking for cataracts to see if the baby's going to be blind and, you know, Gosh. like uh, there's not enough worries already being pregnant, you know? Right. So very stressful, but I prayed a lot. <laughs> um, and I had the most healthy pregnancy I could possibly have. I ate like very specifically geared towards uh, brain development, eyesight, mm-hmm. and, and anything I could read upon that felt like natural and beneficial, I would in, in, implement. Um, and, you know, when he was born, he could see, 
um, and they checked his eyesight. He was great. And then they did the hearing test, you know, when you sit, the, they come in and mm-hmm. they do that hearing test. And, like, nobody's thinking about it in the room. And they just go through the process. Yes, but for you it was. I'm, like, and even Darren, like, he's not paying attention, right? It, like, just talking, doing his thing, whatever. And yeah. I'm just sitting there, like, holding my breath. Yeah. Like, just, you know, those things happen, and it's it's – part of life and obviously it doesn't change how much I love my child but um you just start thinking so early on what can I do for my child at this point for the rest of their life if they're going to have this disability yes so um his hearing is fine like how amazing he's perfect I think sometimes we over uh (laughs) like overdo our pregnancies almost you know because you're stressed out the whole time but I do think with the twins, I was a high risk pregnancy. Oh yeah, we should talk about that. So, but but I mean, they do. That. I do think that they. My opinion, I do feel like we're told a little too much because Sienna and Rocco both had. So Sienna had a spot in her heart and a spot on her brain, which is one of the number one to um, Down syndrome. Yep. And then Rocco had a spot on his brain, and so they had the talk with us: "Is this is the time to abort? This would be the." And honestly, it's still like, I'm like, you could tell me everything's wrong with my baby and nothing. And they're so healthy and they've been healthy since the moment. So I, I have such a hard time with that. I yeah. think that sometimes as a doctor, is it necessary that we need to know that that early? There's already so many stresses as a parent that we have to deal with. And to just add that extra anxiety or worry or when maybe let's talk about it 30 weeks if it's still there. Because a lot of time those things go away, or even they you do. know with your worries with that. So they I do. just a lot of it, you know, does, it does go away, and so. that's amazing that <laughs> you've been pregnant four times. Well, three, three. all have been healthy, beautiful babies. But um, okay, so I'm the mom that has. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like the little train that could to get this one, right? And you're you're chilling. So you're the mom that when I'm the mom that I'm like, gosh darn it. I have one and she has four. What the heck? Like, why God? I'm a Tiffany also, hand it over. Um, But I don't think that's a bad, like my best friend at the time when we were going through, you know, do we have a family? Do we not? They had tried for seven years and they had to do, I mean, it was so hard to walk beside her and she was so honest one time when I one of my pregnancies when I found out and she goes it's hard it is hard I'm so happy for you but it is hard and that is the true and raw of we're human and that pain is going to come up and I I don't think that's a bad thing and I don't think it's a bad thing to talk about because it's better because I'm like should I not tell her and she said please don't but let me walk through what's hard for me too and I think that's the beauty of friendship that's the beauty of family that's the beauty of life like yeah it doesn't make sense like I've always said Tyler could sneeze on me and I get pregnant (laughs) and why is that like that for me but then you know and I think yet again though it's a part of our story like it's a part of your story that it's so beautifully orchestrated that it's awful and it's painful that you had to have a miscarriage first, but for Judea to be here and that you, and then we didn't plan. Our journey was different. Like we were only married a year and yeah. we got Tell pregnant. Me about that sneeze. <laughs> for sure a sneeze. We got, I'm literally on birth control just to be just brutally honest. And we got pregnant with Giada and I was not you ready. Were, what, I was 24. Yes, because I had her at 25. Yeah, I was running a business at that time, and I was not ready. We promised we were going to go at least three years. And I was like, what the heck? So frustrated, Tyler, just, this is so great. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, it's not. He was actually snowboarding, (laughs) and I was at work, and I'm, like, trying to figure out how in the world I'm – and I think it was actually good that we weren't together when I was like, something's not right. Like, I think – I've missed my, you, you know, physically together, but you were yes, in a relationship. because I was, I mean, I'm crying. Like I, this is just not a part of the plan, you know? Yeah. That's women. We're just yes, planned. Right? Yes, Everything for is sure. Like- <laughs> and if we know it, nothing's planned. <laughs> I've ever had to let that one go. But so anyway, so I had to kind of process and, um, 
So we got pregnant with Giada and from there our life changed. Like I, Tyler really wanted me to be a stay at home mom. And that was not a desire of mine at the time. And I loved working and that was my passion. And I wasn't ready to set that aside. And then we had her and my life changed forever. Yeah. And I tried to still go back to work and it just, I missed her. It was just this. And Tyler was playing at the time and he's just like, I wish you would come with me and I'm living in California. And oh yeah. So, I mean, to the NFL moms that work or own a business, like I don't think it's, and this is from an outsider's opinion. So you tell me because me and Darren were married when he was playing. Right. Yeah. But like, you don't really have the choice <laughs> to be like, Oh, I'm going to be a working mom. Like you're an NFL mom and you want to see your husband and keep your family together. It's almost impossible to work. Yes, I think the ones I've seen do it so successfully, it has been a little bit easier when they're in one place. For Tyler and I, for our yeah. first three years of his career, he went from team to team. That's, yeah. So there wasn't that. And, and even like if you are in one place, I mean, your husband is in a different city every other week in I know. training camp. And in, I mean, how do you have, you don't, like Darren always told me it was like 6 a.m., to 8 p.m. Yeah. You know, so you don't have that partner so much, and you yes. feel like you want to give your kids a foundation. Yeah. I mean, staying home was probably an obvious choice for you at yes. the time. Well, and we tried, like, with Giada, you know, I stayed in California, and I was like, I can't do this. And so I broke all the rules, and in a week flew with her across Chicago. She's at a professional game at a week and a half old. It's snowing, and we're just going on with life. <laughs> Um, but again, that was part of our story. And I think that I am grateful that it happened the way that it did because being a mom for me in this season has been the greatest gift. And I think that if I would have stayed working in that season, I wouldn't have gotten to experience Tyler's career. I wouldn't have gotten, we would have lived in different States. And so for us, Giada, it is, it is. But to me, it was like Giada changed our life for the good. And I, why I question the Lord sometimes with his decisions, I did it with the twins too, is beyond <laughs> me because it always shows. Um, and then having a child during football season was hard. Yeah. Because Tyler got there an hour before I had her and then had to leave the next morning. And this is our first baby and it was just hard. And so Luca, we actually tried to get pregnant in the off season so that we, so we did. We were able to have him in the off season, which was so fun but negative was Tyler experienced all the beauties of having right after a baby you know the waddle of the diaper and the you know the awful changing of things he didn't see that with yeah. Giada so yeah, that's it was like oh so this is what happens you know he's like what is that thing swishing around when you're walking <laughs> I'm like let me just I'm, tell you it's called depends <laughs> for sure um shout out to depends I mean really could we survive without that no it's it's so awful it's like they've got to come up with something better than oh my god the tights you know the the clear tights that you put over your like stretched belly with this look let's make a hot mom (laughs) post-pregnancy line for sure really I know Darren like gives me the hardest time about that stuff like he still like pulls those jokes on me and I'm just like so gross like, really, Darren? Because you carried a child. You yeah. Know. You would have looked super hot in those diapers, too. I mean, actually, he probably would look. They probably would look They would. Hot That's what's diapers. frustrating. That's- uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just- but then, yeah. So then we, the twins was a whole different ballgame for us because we were done after two. Tyler actually almost was going to get fixed. Um, and then. <laughs> so uh, close. So close. Poor guy. <laughs> um. But Luca, what Luca felt like our family was complete. We had a boy and a girl. It was everything we both wanted. They were both so happy. They were both great babies. Luca and Giada loved each other. I mean, it was just, it was perfect. It was two hands, two kids. Tyler's like, why would we change this? It's, and I just had this itch. I really want three. And my defense was, baby, nothing's going to change. <laughs> Literally nothing's going to change. It's going to be perfect. It's, and he's. His chaplain was like, Tyler, you'll never regret having more kids. And so, uh, <laughs> so number Tyler said, Tiff, I really feel like we're complete. If you really have this desire, 
how about we won't prevent, but we're going to continue to pray about it. Like, we're not going to try, but let's just, well, next month yeah, we got pregnant month. with twins. Yeah. Jeez. I know. That's why it's it's just crazy. It's what crazy. What is the feeling like when they tell you you have twins? Like, what is your... <laughs> Did you have the... Let me ask you this. Did you have the desire... You know, some girls dream about having twins. Well, so I had the option because oh, yeah, I, I have four that. embryos and, yeah. um, you know, we lost one. We had Judea and I have two left, right? So hashtag, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, but we, we had that option. And I think from my perspective, and this is just like for being kind of safe about it, I wanted to stick with one at a time. Um, just for like, you know, if I, what if I put Judea in with the first child and I had a miscarriage because I, I didn't have enough progesterone. So my body like didn't, okay. didn't carry the baby. So, um, and, at, well for that miscarriage, right? Okay. So if Judea was there too, you know, yeah. and so, you know, you kind of think like, I think I made the right decision and I feel very confident in that decision. Yeah. Um, I, you feel confident now seeing our our zoo running around all the time that you made the right decisions. <laughs> no, I just think for the, but there is days where I'm like, man, I could have had two and just have done it. And they always say, if you have twins first, yes, you don't know how hard it is, mm-hmm. um, which is probably true. You had twins second. So how Third. much harder? Well, yeah. I mean, after having yes. singles, yes, right? Yes, for sure. So how was that compared to one? So different. So literally when they told us, I'm crying and Tyler's laughing. <laughs> of course, Tyler. For sure. Because Tyler yet again, laugh. he's so great with things that that is the difference between him and I. I do not do well when things are not scheduled and Go planned. With the flow, and yeah. he just is like, it's always going to work out. It's, it's going to be great. So I'm sitting there. She's like, well, let me make sure there's not three. And I sat up, you know, when they already got that thing going on to figure out what's in there anyways. I'm like, I sit up and I'm like, there's three? not three. <laughs> She's like, and I'm just crying. I'm just like, I'm not meant to have three baby. I'm not meant to have twins. And Tyler's like, baby, it's going to be okay. So, and you um, don't have twins in your family. No, nope. But they're completely natural twins. And they're completely not. Completely natural they're twins. They're not. Um, well, obviously, they're not. They're boy girls. So yeah. they're, yeah. So they're not identical. They're fraternal. Right? So that was just a very different experience. My, I was definitely sick with Giada, very sick. But Luca, I wasn't. And then the twins was just like, oh, my gosh, I've never had the TV on so much. I mean, it was just, I was so sick. sick. And so trying to have two kids and then be pregnant. And um, and then we were high risk because then they came early and just having kids in the NICU. And it was just a whole different experience than I had had before. Um, but I think that. Life without Rocco and Sienna would be kind of boring. Oh my God. They and let me tell you guys, so funny. <laughs> for the listeners, it was Judea's birthday two weeks ago, and it was Darren's right after that. But um, the Klutz always send us a video and say happy <laughs> birthday, which I, it's the, literally the, could not be any cuter video. Like, it should be a commercial for some sort of cute family <laughs> thing. I don't know. Um, and Sienna is like this... Spitfire, okay? She, like, she just bold. Like, you just see it in her, and she's Mm -hmm. tough and, like, super cute. She's probably going to be an issue for Tyler when she's older. Um, But she, at the end of the birthday, they sing happy birthday, and Tiff's like, I hope you have the best day. And little Sienna, she jumps, she sees in the back of the video, and she's like, happy birthday, bruh. Just so serious, like, just she yeah. like bruh because she's just like she's tough. She's with the rest of the siblings, you know. I mean, it's like the cutest thing ever. And I mean, I can't imagine your life without her and Rocco. That's yeah. why it is crazy. And I do think like we always make jokes like, oh, the klutzes are coming, you know. And but it, the klutzes are coming. I mean, really though, it is. It's <laughs> like let's just bring the car, unload all the kids, all the chaos, but. I wouldn't change it. I yeah. was like, how are we going to do four kids? And the moment they came, it was like, just, hey, just Lord, yet you. again, why did I question you? And yeah. Giada and Luca are so helpful. And, I mean, Gia is like having 
a person there all the she's time. She's like I mean, having she, a built-in babysitter. Yes, and, and Luca she's so, and Whitney. Mm-hmm. Whitney's not here today. Ben's wife, by the way. Sorry, Whitney. We miss you. But um, I watch Giada with Whitney's baby case. Oh, uh huh. And it's um. I mean, she is maternal as all get out. I know. It's it's insane. So I like know. you know, thank thank God she was your firstborn. I know. So she could help you. I know. <laughs> and Luca has just the heart of a helper. Like he just wants to help with everything. And mommy, do you need this? Let me take out the trash. So I think that it it is helpful because Giada and Luca are so you know eager to help. But um, the twins just. They truly completed. We thought Luca completed the family, but the twins are, keep us rolling. Rolling all the time. So maybe comparison, what's the pros and cons of four kids? And I'll share my pros and cons of one kid. It's messy. The cons will go first. It is, it is hard. I'm not going to. Keep your house clean. So I struggle because I am a clean, like I do well when things are organized and I've had to let that go a little bit. I still prefer to have the house cleaned and that's just kind of how I work better. I don't do well with messes everywhere, but when I say messy, it is, there's always something going on. There's always something that happens. Clustered. Are, thank heavens for neighbors that are ER doctors and for, I mean, (laughs) every week we have an accident. Something's broken. Rocco the other day decided to not listen again to mommy and wanted to grab the waffle off the 500 degree oven and he grabbed the rack instead of the waffle. And so we've got burns and there is never, it's messy. There is there's always something happening. Down, no downtime. Yes. Um, there, there's chaos. There's a lot of yelling on my end. I think for some reason that I'm a, do a better job as a mom if I yell and it only makes it worse. <laughs> but I still do it. Um, there, there is few times for mom and dad. I think that... Um, it makes us have to make it a point to like our kids go to Awana on Wednesday night. So that's mommy and daddy's date night. Yeah. And I try to ask of Tyler to make that a priority. And he has done a great job outside of this next Wednesday <laughs> for the podcast. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler. But you know, it's like, we have to make us a priority. So there are um, definitely cons, but the pros outweigh the cons so yeah. much. And I think focusing, if I've learned anything from other moms is, don't always focus on the negative or when the kids do something, remember that they're human and they're a toddler or that there, there are going to be problems, but how are we going to grow from it? Or uh, constantly apologizing. I've had to learn to apologize to my kids, which pridefully sometimes I don't want to do, but mommy is so sorry that mommy raised her voice again and it's eight o'clock in the morning and, you know, you know, and, um, but, um, I, this year, had the privilege because of COVID, I, I've always majority been a stay at home mom, but for a couple of years, I worked one to two days a week to just kind of feel like a person again and get out. And, um, and because of COVID, the position that I did at work, it, I mean, I'm one-on-one right next to a patient. It just yeah, it was wasn't. Yes. Yeah. So I felt that the Lord put on my heart that I needed to homeschool this year, which was so far from anything Tyler and I have ever desired. I mean, we are both not I think homeschool is amazing, but for us, it's never been a part of something that we felt we should do. Yeah. And it allowed me to get to be at home and kind of pour into the kids what for Tyler and I is important in their everyday life. And I, it came with a lot of challenges this year because I think mom was put to the last thing, but it also was a year that I would never take back. Yeah. Um, so pros and cons of in hard times brings joy yeah. and focusing on the joy in those days. And if you are a stay at home mom, the days are tired. They are, how am I going to get everything done? But continue to encourage yourself that you get through it and you get through it with your kids and it's okay to stop and hide if, you, if it's hiding. <laughs> it's okay that. to lock yourself in the bathroom. You know, or it's okay to tell them, I have literally said in the car, I just need it to be quiet. 
Yeah. Or I need 20 minutes to eat lunch by myself because mommy needs no one to ask me for something for 20 <laughs> minutes. If that's me turning on a Netflix, you know, to just whatever that looks like, give yourself grace. And I think there's so much pressure of that that's not okay or it's not okay to tell your kids mommy's having a hard day. Yeah. And I, I just need you to, you know. Back off. Kind of, yeah. you know. Giada. Come on, yeah, girl. For sure. <laughs> Rope them up. But it's for you, you know, if you don't know Tiffany, this Tiffany, she runs a entire company and an amazing company. And she is being a mom, a wife, and running a company. And I, trust me, I think being a stay-at-home mom can be easier because I can make time during the day to get those things done. Is when you are a working mom and a mom and a wife, you have to find that time that that stuff doesn't stop. No. So, no. you know, maybe just like, what is life in that? I mean, it's just so different. So having one kid, um, is it gives me the ability to do what I do and th- yeah. that I'm passionate about. Um, I always say if I had two, I would probably have to stop working. Um, but that's because the, concept of a child now is not what it used to be and it is so much more dedication Mm -hmm. than it used to be like the sports the schooling the expectations of a for the child Mm -hmm. at this point are so exhausting even for the child right so in order to do those things and do them well I always feel like I've kind of changed that mindset because um I actually think that comes down to uh, just being better at um, coordinating your own time and Mm -hmm. picking your priorities. Mm -hmm. And I know, like, you had to pick priorities, too, in your life, right, with four. So it's yourself or it's the child. Or like you said, Tyler might not work out for the week because he's taking his son to baseball practice, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're okay with those priorities, you can have more, right? So Mm -hmm. I think that's always what it comes down to is what your heart feels like is correct for you. Um, but, uh, work is a lot. I have grown to accept and please pick a good life partner. Um, because I cannot tell you how important it is because Darren doesn't care or isn't upset or doesn't nag at me or, um, I guess, throw shade in a sense of like, I, I stopped cooking when I had Judea. Yeah. I like to cook. I used to cook all the time. Like, I think it's part of why he married me. Cause I could cook good lasagna. Thanks to my mom. Um, but you know, I knew, okay, wife, mom, business owner, something's mm-hmm. going to have to give. Yeah. And I feel that at times I'm a part-time mom, a part-time wife and a part-time business owner. And it's just a constant week of like what needs more attention mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. And there's fires on all ends, but I have to like take care of them equally. Right. And of course, Judea always comes first. Yeah. Like it just, and I don't even care. Like nobody better say shit to me. Cause like if my kid is sick, I'm staying home. Like yeah. that's just, I'm going to work when I'm at home, but he's number one. Yeah. And that's where I know, like, you know, um, I don't think it's that hard to be a working mom as long as you have your priorities in line. And for some moms, that might not be the same as mine, but for me. But also you shouldn't, I think there, I don't think it's fair that there is this stigma of like, you can't do both. Like, why is it that women feel that they have to give up something they've worked their entire life for? Like not everyone has the passion to stay at home or not has, and that's okay. I I think that that's, you know, it's accepting that you have to do what works for you. I um, have a lot of confidence because of my job. I have an income because of my job. And those are two things that are very important to me because Mm -hmm. God forbid something happened to Darren, I feel safe, right? So that's always on the back burner for me. So I guess that is a pro of being like a working mom um, is security. Yeah. Darren is not my security. And for everybody that probably assumes that he is, he's absolutely not. So 
financially successful, great, sure. But I have my own success and my own nest egg, and I'm mm. growing a fund for Judea. And I take care of the whole family. I try to. Um, I have four kids. So, yeah. Uh, you know, Jaden is my baby too, and Miranda and DJ. And if they need something, like, I'm always willing to give them what they yeah. need too. Like, um, I get excited, like, I get excited to buy things for Jaden or see mm-hmm. him succeed as well. And, um, you know, I feel like I kind of work to help them. Um, you know, they have their mom was a stay at home mom. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, it was when Darren was playing football. And I think that that was really amazing for them in their lives at that time. But how special is it that they get to see both sides of the spectrum? Yep. So, like, DJ, which a lot of you guys probably know from the podcast, but DJ, Moran, and Jaden, hopefully there's benefits of both sides that they can get to see. And I think that's, like, a bonus, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So, definitely, um, I think it's kind of cool to show them the potentials they have, and it's okay either way that they go. Yeah. And um, I know that um, if – if they need me, they know I'm always there for them, yeah. even with my job, you know? So um, for a while, it was my priority in the morning to take Jaden to school. Yeah. You know? Which is great. That's fine. You know, I'm fine with that. So I think there's just so much pressure in, it was, you had kind of touched on it a little bit earlier in the conversation, but there is so much pressure this day and age of how we raise our kids, the pressures of being a parent, all the things that your kids have to be involved in, the privates they have to go to, the to be the best athlete, to be the best in school, to be the best mom. Are you taking them here? Are you doing this here? And guys, sometimes we forget that our parents raised us and we turned out okay. fine. My mom had four. We had a sister. I had a sister that had cancer. We were in and out of the hospital. Tyler's mom did an amazing job raising five kids and we all turned out great and they, we literally lived on hand-me-downs and we never went to private, we never had private teachings of sports and yeah. I mean, now none of us went to the NFL or none of us went, yeah, true. but you know what? Like, but don't you think that's like also the expectation? Like I was saying the expectation that's is what I different mean. Now, And so right? it's hard. It's like, listen, if you, if you have the opportunity to work, if you have the opportunity to stay at home, if you have the opportunity to raise your kids the way that you feel God has shown you, or maybe faith isn't important to you and you're doing the way your parents did it or whatever it is that stirs in you, anything, you are the parent. Yeah. And like, it is so hard in this day and age to constantly see what so-and-so is doing and what so-and-so yeah. and well, I have to do this. I've got to play catch up to this. And it's like, live your life. Like, be who you want to be. And that is okay. If you and Darren, that's what your calling is. Do that and love, ask for love around you and support. And if Tyler and I feel led to be the parents, we then do it. And like, let the noise go. I know that's the biggest thing. It's like, so there's probably days that, um, I'm like, God, I just like want to stay at home and be a mom because I feel so guilty. But he doesn't know the difference. No, like I'm still there for him for everything. Yes, but um, but there's those days, right? Yeah, it probably goes both ways. And like you're probably like, I would maybe if I worked, I wouldn't yell five times before eight (laughs) o'clock. You know, know, for for me, um, you know, I remember when Judea was little and like, and then the pandemic pandemic happened too um when he was turning four so three to four and um it we were at that stage where he was like he's potty trained but wasn't great at it himself Mm -hmm. and I was doing 10 zoom calls a day okay and I'm like I just want to pee or take a break from the zoom call by myself yeah and that's when I realized no, I'm going back to the office. Like, as soon as I can open this office again, I'm like, because, and I always look at that and, like, respect the moms that don't work because I'm like, that shit is hard. Nobody think, people think that's, like, so glamorous. And I'm like, I think that's harder because my, like, uh, 
calm down time is like when I'm like driving to the office by myself and yeah. having my third cup of coffee <laughs> and um, getting to the office and getting the lowdown from my team. And like yeah. those, the, like, you know, I worry about Judea and because I'm not with him and I worry, but those fears kind of melt away when you like get into the group yes. of your day. And then I'm so excited to see him at the end of the day. So for me, it like, it works, but you do always feel guilty. You do. You know? But I think like it is so, and it's such a good wrap up because I think like it's a perfect example of our friendship. Like, and even Whitney, gosh, I wish so bad she was here. Like Tiffany said earlier. Well, we but, would do like a three hour podcast if Whitney But was you know, here. we are all so different. I mean, really yeah. same with Ben, Tyler and Darren. Like we are all so different, but we so beautifully support and love each other through all of our differences. And I think like moms, let's take the step to love each other and support each other as we are instead of constantly trying to fix. And it would just be so much easier. If all the moms could just, by the way, I'll never forget Tiffany. This is how much she loves being a mom. Uh, we talked about like the struggles of having a child and this is a person. And I actually have two friends that said this, but they, she literally, and Darren would never let me because he would probably strangle Tyler or Tiffany or me or one of us. But <laughs> oh, she literally, <laughs> She said, I'd be a surrogate for you to have another kid. And I literally, I would personally, I don't think I could ever be somebody like that selfless. But I'm like, that's why you have four kids. Because you are literally made to be that person. And like the most selfless, amazing heart. And like I have another friend that like has always said that to me too. And it's it's just, um, it's so awesome to have mom friends that are like respect each other and get each other and understand mm -hmm. those things. Um, I love you, but I don't think I would carry a baby for you, but maybe, maybe if I had to, but no, but again, I just think like, you know, I can't imagine being someone who desired something and I couldn't have it. And so if there are people that have a, you know, yeah. can do that, then do it for each other. But yeah, I just loved getting to do this with you today and happy mother's day to all the mamas out there. Don't be so hard on yourself. Give each other grace and you'll get through it. And do you want to end on like a funny, like a short, funny story? Yes. Okay. Uh, podcast interview with this huge firm in London. I, uh, not podcast, sorry, Zoom interview with a huge firm in London. And I'm interviewing for this ginormous project in Austin. Um, I'm home alone and Judea has to go to the bathroom. Oh gosh. I mean, these people are on the phone with me from New York and London. And is he like saying it out loud? Like mama, mom, I gotta go poop. Mom. mom. No, he's in the potty. Mom, come, <gasps> mom, mom, come wipe me. Come wipe me. Mom, why aren't you listening to me? And I'm like, and they, I know they can and hear you can't it. Get and I'm like, I'm trying to mute it. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I'm like trying to mute it. Also, I only have like the work on the top and pajamas on the bottom. <laughs> so I'm like, I can't stand up. And they can hear him. And I'm trying to talk over it. And finally, I said, I'm so sorry, but my son is in the bathroom and I have to help him. And like, oh my gosh. I left, I helped him, and I was like, get your ass over there. You know? <laughs> um, I sat back down, I finished the interview, and I got two emails from one of the people in another country and another person, a big person in New York. And they both said, that's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. And as a working <laughs> mom and working dad, Aww. I, I feel like you and I would make great teammates. Like, and I got positive reinforcement from that. But, but yeah. see, wasn't that a good feeling? It's a great feeling. But I will never forget the day today I For asked sure. to wipe his... But, but at least he just asked you. I feel like my kids love to explain. It's a messy one. <laughs> and I'm like, so then if Tyler's home, like, it's like, oh, who has to do that one? You who know, it's like, it? oh you know, so God. I am grateful that it was we just can, like, can we have a whole podcast on, come, on poop stories? I'm like, oh, it would be so bad. It would be so bad. So bad. All the moms but, with the poop stories, you're not alone. You are not alone. You are seriously not alone. But. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Love you, girl. Love you, too. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day.